0: A future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. Woo!
1: Mystic up the top, takes the She is hungry, the If I don't get the first leg, Warren, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone.
0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the season final of the Two Units podcast might be our last show for the year, but we've got an action-packed one coming for your ears. We've got specs across four states, the Sultan's Supper, pack your nags, and as always, we round out the show with our two units, our best bets of the week, including our units of the week. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is my good mate, the Sultan, Sultan, Salty. Welcome along, mate. Season final.
2: It's usually great, mate. What if you dropped me down one? (laughs)
0: Ah, uh, you're still there, mate. Sorry, I'm just looking for just you know, I'm just mixing yeah, mix up the a bit. Yeah,
2: that's yeah, nice, mate. Mate, our last show of the year, isn't it outrageous? From from not so humble beginnings, the humility has just nosedived <laughs> week week by week as the year's gone on. But we wouldn't have it any other way. But yeah, our first episode was like it was recorded on a bloody. <laughs> tin those tins with uh string on them but we're full pro now that now that you're a pro producer
0: absolutely and just uh just a little uh shout out i guess that just saying thanks to all our listeners for the first couple of seasons in our first year but if you've loved what we're doing please please hop on to apple podcasts or wherever you listen and tell us what you like about the show and perhaps slip us some five stars as well salty please <laughs> just make we're us best a- friend. we just want to look legit
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: Mate, we've had we've had a little bit of a um a little bit of a, a blow to the show, haven't we in the last yeah. hour or so. It's um uh, yeah. a bit disappointing. We um as we sort of tweeted, we had Stubby Holder lined up for the show to um have a bit of a chat and and launch the new group 1 Jason Stubby Holders on our online store and uh, unfortunately he's, he's he's unwell and um yeah, he's he's not in a in a good way and may not even be riding this weekend. So we wish Stubby all the best and, uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can catch him in season three, Salts.
2: Yeah, hopefully we can get Stubby on in, in the near future. I'm sure we will. We need to so he doesn't sue us for stealing his name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've got to get him on side. <laughs> anyway,
0: as they say, mate, the show must go on and let's roll straight into the Sultan's Supper. And Sultan's Supper is a chance where, you know, we get to invite... Uh, people along for great performances through the week, and uh, we got a couple invites this week, and and I'm going to be first cab off the rank here. And so, so I'm inviting along the concept of pony racing. So I don't know if you caught. Uh, the 400 meter, meter, 480 meter pony race at just down the straight on Saturday before the first. Did you manage to tune into that one, mate?
2: I did see it actually. And then there was about 32,000 retweets of it as well. So I've seen it quite a few times. I've actually done the form on it.
0: (laughs) Well, I have, um, it was a bloody good watch, but it was, it's kind of like the Milo cricket of horse racing or the halftime Oz kick for the kids, basically. It's, It's a brilliant concept. And, um, I watched it back and I saw that a horse called Lexi took out the race salts and she absolutely made a mess of them and just went straight into my black book. So it was dominant! I don't know if you saw, you would have crunched the numbers in your GTX or whatever you use, but yeah. Um, Returned with an enormous debut rating, uh, Lexi and fastest last four hundred of the meet. I think at doven So, <laughs> um, yeah, nice ride by Antonia. There had her under four grips through line, but there was one I did see salts that was back in the field, and it was it was coming late, and it was a horse in the Godolphin silks. And I looked a little bit closer, and I think it was Liar, <laughs> 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 and, and I think it chirped it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> liar doing liar things and watch, someone will step into it again next start and it will start three bucks twenty. Keep starting three bucks, that thing never wins.
0: Yeah, hey, you've uh, you've got uh, invite as well, mate. That you're uh, you've got someone coming along this week.
2: I do. Well, last week uh, I don't know if I do. I'm just I'm just bringing this up to say that last week I invited irony <laughs> because can't go wrong. Got scratched. From Geelong because of traffic issues, I thought that was quite ironic. Well, then it got scratched, so instead of going to Geelong, went to stand down and dished up some double whammy irony because then nothing went wrong and it won on debut. <laughs> it absolutely bolted in. That's so something going wrong the week before meant something went white the week later. So well, you know what you they go. say: so it's what goes around comes around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is low-hanging fruit. <laughs> oh, mate. That, I think that'll do us for the supper this week, mate. Actually, I do want to make mention, Salts, our guest last week on the show, this is what this potty is just all about, um, Greeny. He was so thankful. We got to invite him along because he's now arranged a real-life Sultan supper <laughs> and there's a few of us heading along for some real sort of private room Nobu action in the next couple of weeks. So that's going to be pretty fun, pretty all-star lineup there with with you obviously at the head of the table.
2: I was going to say, it's actually a who's who of horse racing, really, going to be in that room and then there's me and you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. <laughs> really out of our depth. We'll uh, post more about that on the socials in our break. Uh, mate, let's head along to our next segment now, which is Packin' nags, And it's an opportunity where we get to send things packing from the week gone by. And uh, Salts, I know you really love your sleep, your eight hours or, or bust, and you've got something that you just want to send uh this week.
2: Well, I've been critical of this in the past, and it's the twilight meetings on a Wednesday in particular, there's something about them being on Wednesday that just doesn't do it for me. Like 7.30 p.m. on a Wednesday evening, it's for doing the dishes or eating lint, dark mint chocolate, or if you're you, eating a whole entire block of Cadbury snack. <laughs>
0: That's the worst chocolate
2: ever. <laughs> or, or if you're the most boring person on earth, you're watching the 7.30 report on the ABC. i tell you what it's not for. It's not for horse racing. I don't don't want to be watching races there like I didn't have a bet in any of those last races but you know I do have an ABN it's a registered business so the Salty Enterprises was working late and I don't want to be watching racing then on a Wednesday night so bring them back to the afternoon please.
0: Well, you wouldn't like seeing the plan salts of what they're trying to do at Caulfield with the uh, that new inner track and sort of trying to create a Wednesday night racing to sort of go in line with Hong Kong. So that's mm. that's on the room. That's a rumor mill. So you, you, I'm sure you'll be through the gate first there. The weapons will night. love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh Absolutely. God! Hey, mate, I've got something to send packing as well this week, and it's. My meteorology background here, its I'm sending myself packing. So last week on the show, I went up to Dooban and I've done form for a heavy 10. I've speculated on the show about an impending abandonment of the entire meet. And it's fair to say I got it wrong, Salts. When I look back at the meet, we saw zoo style in the George Moore Run a lazy one oh nine on a soft five, which that's more like a good four. So uh it's lightning. Pack <laughs> your nags, footy. You suck. Uh, you're not <laughs> doing. You're not doing any more weather reports on the two units podcast, mate.
2: Leave the weather to salty bun. All right. He knows how to have fun, salty bun, and you know when when you've got a message me saying what. How thick should my cardigan be <laughs> at a music festival <laughs> yeah, that's in true. the Yarra Valley? Then it might be time to just know your strengths.
0: Oh, I think it was a nice little Sherpa sort of denim number actually that day. <laughs> <laughs> Real sort of Sherpa. Yeah, Sherpa stuff. Um, <laughs> hey, what? Uh, actually, I think we're going to go to Flemington this week, aren't we, Salt? So we're going to round out it's the two units Christmas party, you and me.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe.
0: Yeah. So I might have to hit you up for a, a jacket recommendation on Saturday too. Yeah. But anyway, let's uh <laughs> let's get into the racing stuff. We've got stacks of tips on today's show and we'll get into those in the specs on the other side of the break.
2: Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport.
1: Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. gamble responsibly.
0: Welcome back listeners, it's time now for Salt Specs for the last time in 2021 and we got Specs across four states this week, back at HQ at Flamington, got a meet at Morfittville, also there at Randwick and uh, we're going to head up to Eagle Farm for a couple of ones as well their Salts, but we'll uh, kick things off at HQ and how's the track and weather conditions looking for the return to HQ, mate?
2: Rail is true. It's probably going to be a good four, and it should play well enough. I'm not entirely sure about the sprint sprint trips, but just default to the middle. There's a bit of a crosswind from inside out, so maybe they huddle up the middle, but I'm not sure, but I expect it to play well.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm really keen on this as a betting card, Salts. So I I reckon, uh, you know, we had a we had our Great card. We had our pre-show meeting today, and we went for a coffee, and we we're saying how it's just a good-looking card and one mm. that we want to get involved in. And I'll kick things off in race one, which is a Super verbose two-year-old race over the eleven hundred down the Ididdle Diddle. And I really like the Clayton Douglas-trained Epic Center at eight dollars fifty and two sixty. Now this horse has some race experience and showed a fair bit of speed in the uh, magic millions two-year-old race at ballarat on debut but the thing that took me most about this was i i just had a look at the sand down trial and yeah can you hear that
1: you (laughs) because
0: it's a ferrari trial mate
2: oh I thought, you were doing, I thought you were doing some sort of sound check. No, no, mate. That's, uh, we're, we're live on air, Salts. We're live oh, on air. I, I thought that something was going past in the background. Oh, well, do go on. I'm enthralled. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's one of my worst lined up gags
0: of all time because it just, just didn't Well, I didn't realize
2: that you'd do it again because it's so shit. You've it done it a, like five times. It was a good gag.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Salts, uh, <laughs> I'm... I'm I'm uh, really keen on this epic centre here. Sandown trial, as I said, it was an absolute Ferrari trial, Salts. So this thing piffed the lids, smoked them. Um, I think is going to be f- more forward than any other debutante in the race. Goes straight to the front. Big be- Big gear change here, Salts' car on for curry. So uh gets the soft hands of Jamie Carr for a horse that likes to piff straight to the front. And I think Epic Centre is a good each-way bet at $8.50 and $2.60 in race one, mate.
2: Lovely, mate. Get that Ferrari home. <laughs> well, well, the Ferrari won the other week, didn't it? Yes. That N-bar N or whatever.
0: bar yeah, we're back yeah, on the bar. Ferrari trial front. yeah. yeah. Hey, mate, let's kick into race two now. There's something that we we both um we both sort of come up with here. It's a benchmark 70 over the mile. What do you like?
2: Yeah, I think alluding, he, he picks himself 1.35 units, pretty keen on him. Absolutely flying. Sat deep without cover over 1,300 metres at Warrnambool Fresh and, and ran really good time in doing so. And then, look, he had the run to 1,400 metres at Sandown last start, but he won with relative ease. The overall time was good and he was strong through the line. A horse that came from absolute downtown, Mr. Yushu, and finished well behind him, won again on Wednesday. And he's got a lovely map here with not much speed engaged to be right forward in running and no questions on him at the mile. can wins a eluding A
0: at 260 on top sport. Yeah, salts I found eluding as well been really impressive this time in and it's a race forward to speed as well it's with the three kilo claim yes please but i am actually throwing in some value in this race too salt so i want to make both of these a winner uh con calicon comes out of the same race as eluding at uh Sandown on the lakeside there and uh not doesn't look to be a real lakeside horse um he gets out to 1600 and the second up record is outstanding so uh he's a horse that yeah it's just not a first-up horse. So uh, I think him at 23 bucks and $4.40, um, I'm going to back one at each end of the field there, Salts, and and make them both a winner, and that's Concalicon and eluding in
2: race two. Lovely. You're you backing him to place?
0: Yes, I am. Backing him yeah, nice. way as well. Right. Yep.
2: Maybe, maybe one by 10, mate. <laughs> <laughs> one by
0: three will give me a return. <laughs> um, let's head to race three, which is the Fiona McIntyre Sprint. To benchmark seventy eight over the eleven hundred, uh, you found a little bit of value salts.
2: Yeah, I, I think fluorescent star is one of the better value bets on the card. The margin over nine fifty five at Mooney Valley first up was was very unfair. Never really got fully clear until the last hundred and fifty, but the overall last two hundred meter time on the night was very fast. Jumped out like a weapon prior. So he's back well and and has pass ratings that could win this and, and win it well. So I think if she handles the straight and, and the fact that she's got such a b- big turn of foot, you know, sort of augers that she might, then I think she goes very well here and he's over the odds. That's fluorescent star for a full unit. Yeah. And that's at 750 on
0: top sport. Uh, I also like one here, Salts. So uh, I'm pretty keen on Dance to Dubai. At three dollars eighty, and I think it's good placement from the uh, human nose roll here. PG Moody, uh, this horse is building a really nice record. She's um, she's the horse on the up. She's unbeaten this time in last start of the Valley. She made easy work of them. Alana Kelly rode and sticks here, and she pinched the race in the middle stages and was pretty soft over the line at going over the line at the twelve hundred. Goes back to eleven hundred here, but gets in with fifty three. Kelly sticks. she's going to send it. Um, third up, fit and ready and I think, you know, she's gonna be the one that's there in the last hundred and just yeah, whether she holds on or not's the only question. So it's all like to answer Dubai, three hundred eighty.
2: Yeah, it's the one they gotta run down. Mate, have you seen? but have you seen those um Things that like grandmas have on seat belts, that are like those woolen <laughs> things you wrap around so they so yeah. it doesn't rub your neck. Yeah, they're absolutely. I reckon f- Peter Moody has five of them in his car, they're
0: absolute fluffies. If we yeah. ever get, I've always thought if we ever get a three units uh with Peter Moody, which will you know one day it was, it's gonna happen, it's bound to happen because mm. this is what we do. Mm. But um, I just want to ask him how many nose rolls he owns. <laughs> <laughs> this is- Absolute nose roll, city. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's head over to race five, mate. It's a benchmark seventy for the three year olds over fourteen hundred, and we both uh, like one here as well, man.
2: Yeah, got some Adelaide form here. Won't be the first Adelaide form to come for me on this Flemington card. But Aaron Bay, look, he might not be able to dictate terms today like he did last start. The map could be a little bit sticky with the claimer on top, but his last start effort over thirteen hundred just rates so far clear. That with a three in front of his price, I think he's got to be bet regardless of where he gets to in the run. The performance had lots of substance. He was strong late. I doubt seven furlongs pulls him up, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's if he's whacked and stacked later in betting as well, and, and starts more around the two seventy.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, mate. All all I put in my notes there is that. Adelaide run was fire.
2: <laughs> That's yeah, all nice. So
0: I am with you, mate. We're both with Aaron Bay in a race five, uh, which is yeah already into $3, uh, $3.10, so coming to point already. Um, moving along to race six, Salts, which is the Des Gleeson Handicap Benchmark 84 over the $1,400. i am going some real sort of Hazelwood line and length stuff here with Lighthouse at $2.50 and I said to you today over coffee, I was like, I just can't not bet into him after into her after first two starts in Australia. Has a serious turn of foot, looks a class animal, rising in the weights, it's somewhat offset by the Cartwright claim, but just seems such an obvious bet to me that when it crosses the line and wins, and I'm not with it, I'd I'd be angry at myself. So uh, lighthouse at two dollars fifty in race six, salty.
2: Yeah, nice. I I've, I like that last start as well. It was about two two thirty when I made it. My best, and I just thought maybe this was a—I don't know—it'll it, it'll probably win. But sometimes I just—you just get this instinct that you don't want to back something, and that's what I got here. But it won't—it won't surprise me. Hmm. His uh, salty senses are tingling. Yeah, yeah they are, and yeah. these senses have seen some things.
0: Yeah, well, they're gonna be wrong in race six. But uh, <laughs> 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 let's head to race seven, which is the Kensington Stakes. Listed race over the thousand and mate, this is a sweet race, isn't it? There's like a lot there's there's lots of little angles you can look at this when doing the form and and we've both found a different angle.
2: Yeah. Did I ever tell you about this girl that I used to love?
0: I can not believe that you can love anything. So...
2: <laughs> I love myself.
0: Yeah, that's right. I was gonna say that, but I'll let you there you go.
2: Nah, so I used to love her, but I had tequila. So <laughs> She's dead now, but I'm backing tequila time here for zero point eight five units. No. Nah. <laughs> no, nah, that was about as good as your Ferrari, mate. That was a joke. <laughs> All right, mate. Like, come on. Let Sorry. Picasso let Picasso paint, mate. Let me speak. So tequila time is he's, he's absolutely airborne off a spell and, and it's great to see because he promised to be a group class sprinter in the early days, but then he had some issues. I think the key to this prep is they've kept him to 1,000 meters. He's had two runs at 1,000 meters this prep, one and both. Last night, he absorbed some heat, and he won running away again through the line. He drops from 60 kilos there to the minimum today. It's a harder race, but that's a substantial weight drop. And, you know, there was the the Xmas handicap in Adelaide this week, and over 1,200 would, would be a race he would have traditionally gone to, but they've kept him at 1,000 metres and, and come down the straight for it. So, look, he's had one go down the straight before and failed, but it, w- it was when he wasn't right. He wasn't right physically. So, mm. I, I'm liking his sustained speed and, and the way he's just fighting his races out late. So, I think he can handle a straight and run as a race.
0: Yeah, cool. And you're with tequila time for 0.85 of a unit at $5.50. Mm-hmm. Mate, I like, uh, I like one of gummy. Gummy sharks runners here. Nung, 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 nung. A shark but, attack. Yeah, that's sartorial uh, splendor. And I uh, don't know if you're um. A, one of my favourite movies is uh, stars Tom Hanks and and Leo, and that's called Catch Me If You Can, Salts. And it's going to oh. be it's going to be a serious case of this because this thing's an absolute first up good track weapon. And Mickey D. I think is just going to send him. And again, I think I I had a stinker last week, Salts, and I got too cute and I was trying to pick. Horses from the back and horses that needed luck off the rail and this week I've just come in with a real I'm just picking everything that gets sent so I'm getting some sort of look and mm-hmm. Sartorial Splendor certainly falls into that category and uh, I reckon the Gummy Sharks had this guy penciled in for the Kensington Stakes and the entire lead up and I reckon six fifty and $2.40 is a good one by three play for this horse who loves it fresh.
2: He's an absolute moron, isn't he? He just just runs fast and and then sees how he goes.
0: Yeah, I love fast horses though. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) All right, Uh, let's head to race eight, Salts. It's a benchmark 84 over the 1800, and it's not what the listeners might think, but we'll get to that.
2: People might think this is a fait accompli, but salty boy, he bets with his head. All right, so there's one here, Irish Butterfly, 0.65 units for Irish Butterfly, good roughy, very good return over 1,600 metres at Ballarat. And the winner, Typhoon Harmony, who's flying at the moment, he got the break. They sort of separated from the second half of the field and Typhoon, pardon pardon me, Irish Butterfly ran home in the race fastest splits and was really good for further. He's up in class here, but he's got absolutely no weight on his back with the claim. Look, he's a much-maligned galloper, and, and that's with me as well. I, I remember we laid him one night at Pakenham. He was, he was constantly going around under the odds, and I had him pegged as a bit of a nonny. So mm-hmm. when I looked at his record, and he's won four from 17, you know, it's almost a quarter of his races. And, you know, six years old, I'm actually quite surprised he's that lightly raced. So mm-hmm. I think he's best to come, and he's going to need some luck, but, look, it's in his price.
0: Yeah, and is twelve bucks on Top Sport? And is he? That, oh, okay, yeah. Well, that's a bit of early backing. That um, that Josh Richards three kilo claims gold at the moment. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's on fire. The uh, mm. the uh, Rhodes scholar. Um, hey mate, I just want to ask you: is the is the love affair over? Obviously, Royal Mile lobs here, five dollar fifty favorite, and uh, you know we sort of touched on it at the start there, but you've just danced around the uh. The two units. It's our spiritual animal.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it's it's not over. And Lee Creek's been saying he's going to be a better horse in the autumn as well. So he, he's still learning, um, and can still improve. I, I was I was disappointed with with you know not his effort last up, but I just thought he got it so soft up top. I thought he was really entitled to win. And look, he's not. He, he's he never runs a bad race. You know, he mm. still comes thirds, and he's he's down in grade here, but. Um, look, he won't surprise me, but I think he's probably under the odds.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, that rounds out the specs segment at uh, HQ. Let's head to Morphetville now. So it's looking like a pretty good track over there on the weekend. Yeah, it will be a good four or three. Should play well. You got one for us in race three, which is a benchmark
2: seventy-two over the mile. Yeah, Doctor D Day. I backed this thing last start at fourteen hundred meters, and it was a good effort in in probably a deeper race got left behind when the sprint went on it was a real weird run it sort of got left behind and then came again late so up another furlong now is obviously a big yes and the map's sticky but it's in the price it's it's some good value at you know 8 eight fifty. i think it goes close to 0.85 of a unit
0: yeah that's eight bucks on top sport when i saw you put this salts in the specs as dr dd i thought it was Dash for D, the uh, 2021 <laughs> Heelsfield Cup winner, who's currently Cooper. who's currently on our um, calendar at the moment, mate. It this, is, it's yeah. The December horse on our calendar, the old Heelsfield yeah. Cup winner. So um, that would have been a bit of a step up.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't know how it would have went in 72 grade over the mile in town, but. Would need <laughs> to
2: get in with one kilo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, let's head to Sydney. We just got the one tip there. We might come back there, Salts, in the two-unit segment, but just the one tip in the specs at Uh Let's head to Randwick now. Pretty stacked Carter tips here too. What can we expect in terms of the weather up there, salty bun?
2: Yeah, well, well, firstly, the rail's true, and, and with the rail true and some give, it, it does usually play well at... The question was how much rain came on Thursday. As we speak, it's 6 o'clock Thursday evening, and there's a little bit on the radar, but I don't think they got as much as what they thought. The track's currently soft 6, a little bit tomorrow as well, but, you know, I, I, it's not going to be a heavy track by any means, and, you know, it, it could even could even be a 5 come race day, but, yeah, I've sort, of, I've sort of worked around that 6 range.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, let's kick things off in race 2. We're going to bypass the highway this week salts. after you
2: call it yeah i got- might nah, i might bet it but it's it's just like got so many emergencies you can't look at it until the morning yeah okay you're calling yourself I'll- the monash i think the other <laughs> yeah well one the one of the ones one some deal got got had no luck the other the other one Casarena, it got cardiac arrhythmia and bled in the same race
0: Oh, well, that's an absolute pasting, isn't it? Yeah, that's an absolute. That's not, a bad one. Yeah. All right, let's go, to race. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to race two. It's a midway. It's a benchmark 72 over the mile. You've got a tip for us here, mate.
2: Yeah, a couple. Media star guest for a unit. Uh, I think he sets up really well. He's primed. Look, if the track was going to be a lot wetter, I'd bet him for more, but he found a line hard early in his prep on firmer surfaces. And, and then he stepped to 1,800 meters third up from 1,400 metres, and, and that was in the wet. He absolutely spanked third. Winner got it soft. I think a bit of giving the ground in the middle alley back to 1,600 metres. He should get a good run as well in, in a race like speed. Trust the process is one that I mark desperate for 1,600 metres after getting going beautifully through the line behind Travest at Kemble last start. Now, the race like speed, and he's drawn out, and perhaps a change of tactic here, because I think he does need to go forward to win. If he goes back, there's just not enough speed. But he's 16 bucks. trust the process. And he's one that I think screaming for the mile. And all his wins come at the mile. So I'm going to back them both. Media Stargus for a unit and Trust the Process for 0.6 units.
0: Yeah, cool. So you got Media Starguest at $4 and Trust the Process at $16 on Top Sport. Uh, race 3 is a race for the 3 and 4-year-olds. It's benchmark 72 over the 1,100 Salts.
2: Yeah, I might add another one close to the jump here, but at this stage I'm just going to spec Miss in charge at a price. She's had two soft trials, but moved around in them really, really well. I think I think we can read a lot into those trials if if we really dive into how easy she's doing it and 52 kilos on her back. Brock Ryan now he doesn't have a claim, but he's he's there a good rider it. going around in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look, proven on all surfaces. Any forecast improvement over the brakes she can feature here. And they scratch her from Canterbury Friday night for this. So 0.35 units on missing charge.
0: Yeah, she's a huge price at 35 bucks and 750 to place if you want to play that way too. Um, heading to race five salts, and I'm I'm just popping in for a rare Sydney tip here, mate. And uh, there's a horse that I like. It's in the English nursery two-year-olds race over the thousand. And uh, it's a horse called Baldino. and uh, it wears the famous Magnus Bellagio silks. Salts so the the very famous Magnus Bellagio silks. called pinkies, yeah, from uh, Eustace. Um, hey, this horse ran a very close second to Ebhar at Caulfield two weeks ago, and should take a bit from that run. And uh, you can certainly tie Ebhar in here as well through that Ferrari trial I mentioned on the show. Where she spanked uh, Calgary Stampede, who's in the market in this race? So Bowman has a nice draw, and I think uh, I think if this horse handles the conditions, if it does get wet, but you're telling me it's a five now, Salt. So I think the conditions. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think if this horse can handle the soft going, I think it. I think it wins, mate. Two dollars sixty. That's baldinho
2: Lovely. Hey, race six. We've got a Phillies and mares benchmark eighty eight over twelve hundred. I'm going to back a couple here. I think Snippy Fox looks over. The the improving track is against, but does have ratings on good tracks that measure up and, and staying at 1,200 metres might be somewhat against, but she actually does have an excellent record in this range, four from five and a third. So she was excellent fresh. She sat outside the leader over 1,250 at Canterbury, which is never easy. Mm. Fended off two that had runs under their belt and she improves with a run and races up on the speed. So... I can have something on her 0.65 units. The other's incredulous dream stays at 1200. I don't mind that three weeks between runs. She's, she's got a couple of second up fails on her record, but last prep she was, she was good with weight second up. So I'm not reading too much into that. So I like those runs spaced and I think the ground is going to be fine for her in that soft range. And, the return was really good. Too far back with 60 kilos. What's turned out to be a really good form race, but she rattled home a pair closer today. One here, Irish Angels' favourite. She's she's a swimmer, so she wants it real wet. I, I do question her at 1,200 as well. I think 1,100 metres and, and fresh her best recipe, so I think she's under the odds. 0.65 units, snippy fox, 0.85, incredulous dream.
0: Yeah, and a snippy fox at twelve bucks. And that was a nice feel. You tipped that, I'm pretty sure Salts at Canterbury. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Bucket. That was a real save the week sort of set up for me. Thanks so, for that. Yeah, I'm with you on I'm with you on Incredulous Dream though, mate. That's a black book. I black book that first up. Like that three weeks between runs, as you said, not an issue. And I like the weight drop and all that. So I'm with you on Incredulous Dream there, Saltsy. Hey, let's move to race seven which is the listed Razor Sharp over 1,200. It's a cool name for a race. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, wh- who do you like in the listed Razor
2: Sharp? Uh, there's there's a bit of an asterisk here depending on weather. So firstly, Dream Circle, he was outstanding in the listed Starlight over 1,100 at Rose Hill first up. He had the advantage of the rail, which was hot on the day, but it, it was soft going. It was, it was a six or seven. He's home in 3,291. Like it was clearly the race fastest and clearly the fastest of the entire day. So up to 1,200 is a huge, yes. He, he's going to get back and, and need a bit of luck. He's apprentice ridden in a listed race, but I've got to follow that return. And he loves Ramwick. The thing with him is he needs it soft. He, he stinks on good tracks. He, he needs some giving the ground. So I'll actually, I'll actually back, I'm going to back him for a unit potentially, but I'm only going to have half now. And before the jump, if if the times are lining up with the soft range, I'll I'll have my other half then. But that's what I'm going to do with him. And, and the other one is Snap Dancer, huge yes. If it's if it's better than a six, lovely trial fires fresh, tracks a good speed. So if it's improving, I'll wait until late. And if it's a five or a six, I'll I'll back her for a unit too.
0: Yeah, cool. You got Dream Circle at eight bucks and Snap Dancer at four twenty. Geez, my Eustace have got a pretty good hand up there this weekend in Sydney. Yeah, they've got that the Herman three.
2: Hesse. An improving track's going to help him too in that staying race. So. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Hey, let's head
0: to race eight. Uh, the agency really the stakes uh, over the 1,600 metre. It's a Doncaster mile win and you're in, Saltsie.
2: And you really like one here. I do. I think Steely looks very hard to beat. He sat outside the leader and hit the front really early over the Kembler mile last start. He was under 60 kilos and he held them off Thought it was really a soft win and geez he's drawn for a lovely trail today from barrier four he's not going to be leading official speed maps have him leading i doubt he's leading this race i think he takes a trail in behind them and he plummets from 60 to 53 kilos loves all conditions really and he's hard fit now going to be running out a strong mile he, he stayed with mate Ellsberg proved the class above last start won well he's just a bit worse off at the weights today for a rising class but he tries his guts out and he's hard to beat. But I think Steely can get his back. And if Steely has his back, I doubt he can hold him out. Yeah, Steely at
0: five bucks in the Villiers. Uh, race nine's a benchmark 88 over the mile.
2: Yeah, look, Equation meets Lakeen a kilo worse off for their last art clash over this distance. But the the latter, Lakeen, he had less room entering the straight. But I thought Equation... Did his best work late, and he was pulling away from Lekeen through the line. And initially, there was a price discrepancy between these two. Look, Equation was six fifty, and Lekeen went up a four forty favorite. It was just, it was just wrong, and and that's corrected itself now. They're a bit closer in the market as they should have been because I think Equation now he's had two runs at sixteen hundred meters. You know he wants a little bit of giving the ground too, and I think he's bursting a win one. It's an overdue one. Mulberries is the other. He, he peaked on his run that group three level fresh paraded really well. But I think it indicates improvement to come and he handles all surfaces as well. And a little further for him is good. He drops in class, but he does lug like an extra five and a half kilos for it. So i just have a smaller bet on him. So Lakin one unit and Mubariz 0.6 units. Yep.
0: Lakin's at four sixty and Mubariz is at $8.50 on top sport that, uh, are- and that rounds out Randwick for the weekend. And we just got a couple of quick ones at Eagle Farm. So it's before we get uh, into our unit of the week and two units. And uh, I'm going to kick things off. I've got one here in race one at Eagle Farm. It's a benchmark 80 over the mile. And I'm siding again with a horse called So Taken. And she's a mare I've been with before and uh, has often been a little lost in the run. And then sort of is one of those horses that then finishes strong and sucks you in for the next start. And But one notable change here is Chris Waller's gone for the blinkers first time. And, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to have a crack at the weather this week up there, but she looks good enough on all surfaces. <laughs> so, so I'm going with so taken at $3.80 in uh, in race one with the, the shades on. And, um, yeah, let's head to race six, mate, Now, which is t- you got a horse up there that you like. It's the just now listed race over 1,300 for the fillies and mares.
2: Bit of today, junior, going on at the start of that one. Just a little bit of <laughs> yeah. You want some of this milk sideburns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how people always send soundless stuff to us. Like yeah, they it's just the best. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am um, I don't mind George's pride here. I just had a look. Snap dancers out. All right, so that's that's choosing Sydney. All right, so that w- that might have been up here. I wouldn't have backed it up here. I, I didn't think it was as effective with the weight of the trip. But Georgie's pride, I like with the run space back to Eagle farm, loves Eagle farm and gets a race that she can lead and run along. And that's when she does her best work. She's drawn below expat. And I think can hold her out and potentially expat could be a bit of a control freak and I doubt she can cross. So I'm happy to test her out if she can't lead expat. So I'm going to go with Georgie's pride for 0.85 of a unit.
0: Okay. And that's at $5 on, on top sport with the, uh... Jimmy Byrne in
2: yep. charge. Uh,
0: yeah, that rounds out the specs segment for the week salts, and uh, which leads us into she's we were really good week one. Our first unit of the week, Greeny, was fantastic, and you know we went again, and we got one of our favourites from the show in in uh, Moisa sixty nine, who we've we've talked we've talked a lot about on the show, and um, if you really love some like great racing analysis and racing insight. Um, You're best to skip about 10 minutes and go straight to the two units <laughs> segment. <laughs> but if you want to see Moiser or hear Moiser go about his, his work, uh, it's coming at you. Tune in now. All right, listeners, it's time now for our unit of the week where we get a lucky listener or a long-time supporter along to the show to talk all things punting. And we've got a bit of a show two-units cult hero on this week, uh, Moisa69. If you've tuned in to uh, our first two seasons, you'll certainly know this man for his 50-bet losing streak. Uh, Moisa, welcome along to the show, mate.
1: Yeah, uh, for you, mate. It's great to be here. Um, obviously, long-time listener, first-time operator on the uh podcast, mate, but absolute privilege and honor to be on an internationally acclaimed podcast.
2: Yeah, good start, Moisa. Good start. Thanks for coming on, mate. Now, it was only fitting that you came on because for someone that's got nothing to do with racing, you've been mentioned really more than anyone on the podcast. So thanks for providing us with all the gear. And and as Footy mentioned there, he, he touched on the 50 losing bet streak, mm. um, and that's been brought up quite a bit over the first two seasons. I'd just love to know what was it in your life that sort of led to you creating such a historic losing streak?
1: Um, look, really good question, Salt. Uh, and look, it was 53 uh, losses in a row. So oh, yeah. Sorry, not, sorry. Let's not sell myself short on that. Um, look, throughout most of my life, failure has followed me in <laughs> many different forms um whether it's just bad luck or just real sort of uh useless sort of behavior from that (laughs) uh, tends to follow me around so it was um the spring of 2017 um had an okay Caulfield cup I think boom time got up in that Caulfield cup and won a little bit off that and Cox Plate day was all right and then then the Flemington Carnival came around and picked a grand total of zero from all four races. And I'm reasonably confident I my back just about every one of them. Um, so we got up to, and I, I mean, I was living with you at the time. So, so yes. you were well and truly a part of this absolute misery that I was going through. <laughs> um, you're sort of living it with me. And, and I remember that and I appreciate that. But um, yep. yeah, we got to twenty five thirty, and at that point I was like, well, might be funny just to see how many more I can lose, to be brutally honest. <laughs> <laughs> we got to, we got to the fifty. Um, fifty straight losses in a row and quite a cleaned out bank account and uh, I raised the bat. I actually found the slasher you had in your room there, and walked was it my slasher? It was your slasher. And I remember, we had
2: we had that at the door because that's when there were heaps of home invasions. So it was at <laughs> yeah. the door? Just to wallop <laughs> yeah. someone if they happen to roll yeah, in. <laughs> we're,
1: we're a little bit scared of someone coming in and breaking in, so we we had a big. Basket of a bat, there. Ready to <laughs> on with it. Managed to put that to good use when the fifty came up and uh, got to fifty three. I think it was fifty three. Might have been fifty four. It was quite a lot. And I think it was a sunny late like, December, maybe early January afternoon. And um, it might have was even. I think it was a tip from Munich. It, it passed on to Salts, and Salts passed it on to me. It was might have been a Nipsey down in Tasmania. or something. <laughs> <laughs> 50 Or something, I'm like, well, I don't usually back the fourth, and that's half my problem, you know. I, I like to sort of go with more of the exotic numbers rather than um, something a bit shorter. But I went this 450, I'm pretty sure I only put five dollars on it, but I'm like, I need to break this duck. <laughs> yeah, everyone <laughs> well, needs a slump buster, yeah, that's for like
2: sure. when the lights come on at 3 a.m.
1: <laughs> yeah, at your local, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, and uh. Yeah, he man I can't remember who it was, but he managed to get up and um that was was some absolute scenes once we finally managed to break it. I think I might have yeah, it was good. 25 in a row after that. But hey, <laughs> 1 out of 78's not bad.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. Hey, we've uh, obviously focused on the 53 uh negatives there <laughs> that you've uh, put together, mate. Have you got something have you got something to just lift the mood a little bit? What's the best win you've ever had, Moisa?
1: Yeah, look, like I'm not completely bereft of wins i have had a few but um i think i think the best one i had was uh, there was probably two and i did tweet this through to you guys a couple of weeks ago um, when talking about absolute wild celebrations but there was one 2011 circa 2011 we had a mate's horse uh, that was running in at Sun at caulfield on australia day and um yeah that bastard got us home and uh <laughs> There was some pretty wild celebrations at Caulfield post that win. Uh, well, we got
2: kicked out, and I think yeah, it was well, like we got, race three.
1: We got ejected from Caulfield. Um, no other way to sugarcoat it. Security <laughs> were pretty displeased with the behavior that went on. Um, we didn't really give a shit, but yeah, that was, that was a good one. And probably boom time at Caulfield again. Boom time was a bit of a, a, a favorite for the lads for a couple of years there. We had a bucks party at Caulfield and boomed, It was. you oh, would have been two thousand, I reckon. He was running. He basically led the whole way. I thought, I oh, know he's cooked here, but ended up just uh, storming home and, and paying for me night out. And there was a, there was a Conor McGregor lookalike there that day. He might have found himself in a spot of bother. Yeah, <laughs> I think he might year. have been
2: looking for trouble, and I think he might have found it.
1: Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, no, he, he got what he wanted. You know? <laughs> In that for him,
2: mate. <laughs> all right all right so they're your good ones let's go back to the negativity have you got any sick beats mate yeah. that, that punters can relate to we can all relate to these
1: I oh, know look i love negativity it's something that i spend most of my life being so um, <laughs> oh look there's plenty what i often do when i'm having a poll i'll usually look at a couple you know that might be around that seven to ten dollar mark and sort of have a look at some form and, and, and weigh it up and quite often Of the two, the one that I don't back is the one that wins and that (laughs) that sends some piss into the couch, I can assure you. There was one, It might have been last year, I think, and I won a a couple hundred for the day. I I had 50 bucks left in my account and I thought, oh, let's just chuck it on something and see how we go. And I went up to the... Uh, late night toowoomba races as every every mud does on a Saturday after a, after a rough day. A
0: few Melbourne Cup favourites coming from up there, mate. It's good yeah. research by you.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um so there was a couple there. There was one that was two bucks and one that was about seven, seven fifty. And seven fifty's like my go to, but I opted to go for the two bucker. <laughs> and the seven fifty got up. <laughs> and uh yeah, I didn't react overly well to it. I stewed on it for a bit because <laughs> I had 100 units on it with that 50 bucks in the end.
0: <laughs> Well, um, mate, we're not going to throw 100 units around on the show this week, but part of the responsibility for the unit of the week is to come on the show and give us your best bet. And you've certainly instilled me with confidence and I'm sure the listeners as well. So can you give us your best bet uh, for the weekend yeah, this, um, this week for our season finale?
1: I mean, obviously, off the back of everything I've just said, I'm pretty sure the panels will be bloody racing <laughs> to, to, get, to get this tip. But uh, I'm just having a look. Uh, let me have a look here. Um, i was looking at Ascot Park. Um, <laughs>
2: Isn't that trots?
1: No, uh, this is uh, the this is, this is, uh, Red Ascot Park. I think it's in WA there. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so we're going to go race four over the 1,200. This is the shoe cleaning benchmark 65 it's <laughs> quite a luxurious sponsor um we're gonna go with uh we're gonna go with she's recommended um now she's recommended uh last couple of starts i haven't been over i came fourth in its last start uh, eighth before that and it was scratched before that um hasn't had a win uh since september 2020 so it's due and um Coming in, I Look, I haven't got the odds for it just yet, but uh, I highly recommend fifty-five kilos. <laughs> Can I just
0: say, Moisey, you couldn't be further away from Perth. You've gone to Ascot Park in New Zealand here.
1: But... Oh, is that in New Zealand? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I knew it wasn't an Ascot Park. Well, yeah, it's, it's trans-Tasman, so... I don't yeah. know, something, we something. are trying. We
0: are trying to reach out, and we the analytics say that we do have three percent of our listeners from across the across the ditch. So the ditch uh, I like this. This is this could be part of the expansion for season well, three. There you go. Um, <laughs>
1: Earth, ask uh, New Zealand. they they're not that far away. It's only a seventy-hour plane ride. So she's recommended. We're rolling with trained by Terry Mosley. And uh, sorry, jockeys Terry Mosley and trained by L. R. Beckett. Um, I'm gonna this is some
2: of know. the worst insight I think
1: we've <laughs> <you've> ever
2: <laughs> had on the show, and it's, it's quite fitting.
1: You, this is
2: this is an insight in, in how you go fifty-three in a row, yeah. this,
1: is, to- this is exactly how it works. And um, L. R. Beckett, the tra- uh, the j- jockey, the trainer—that'd be Les, I reckon. I reckon the L stands for Les. So. Um, <laughs> Gamble irresponsibly and chuck everything on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
0: thanks very much, Moisa. Uh, she's recommended race for Ascot Park in New Zealand is Moisa's best top sport. Don't even have the odds up for this yet because it's in another country. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for your two units bet this week at Moisa69. Thanks for joining us on the show, mate. And, uh, and good luck, hopefully, not getting to 53 losers in a row
1: once again. Uh, we'll see how we go, mate. I might give it a crack, but yeah, she's <laughs> recommended. Get on it.
2: Thanks, Moisty.
1: Yeah,
0: cheers, boys. <laughs> All right, Salty. Uh, there was some, yeah, pretty in-depth analysis there by our unit of the week, <laughs> Moisa69, and uh, I'm glad we got the ascots worked out and we found out where <laughs> it was
2: heading. <laughs> it was for- a real sort of, uh, this is your life style operation, some real sort of tangents going on there, but... Thanks for joining us, Moise. You've provided us with a lot of ammunition throughout the year. Thanks, Mark. (laughs)
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, his his odds still aren't up for his two units bet bet at Ascot Park either. (laughs) Probably for the best. (laughs) All right, time to get into our salts and I'm going to kick things off for the final time this year. And I'm heading to the Valley on Friday night for my two units this week. It's Race 8, Class 1, Handicap over the twelve hundred and uh I'm going with a horse called Clemenceau at two dollars seventy and uh, this horse is obviously named after George, the French prime minister, who sold just being a history buff myself. Obviously. Uh, yeah, his, uh, his nickname was actually Father Victory, so uh, one of his nicknames. Also the Tiger, oh, yeah. I think. So, Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> it's just a great omen for me here, because so I'm going to be Father Victory of Moody Valley. <laughs> anyway, mate, I, I love the card uh, car of racing on Saturday, but I struggled to nail down a two-units bet, so I'm glad I'm going full Friday night footy here. And um, <laughs> My name's Nick Foot.
2: This is my Friday night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mate, this horse is absolutely screaming to be backed at that $2.70 price though around the valley. Led and bolted in last start at Hawkesbury and ran good time. Uh, beat home a horse called Pizarro with a leg in the air and and literally... Clemenso had a leg in the air. It tried to jump a piece of grass at the 100 hundred pole. It, was, it was changed legs. Fine. It was yeah, nice. Yeah, it did. Yeah. absolutely hurtled. Nah, um, spanked that Pizarro that day, who looks a good horse as well. And, and Pizarro is running around Canterbury uh, tomorrow night in race three. So we could see some serious frankage if, if that runs well. Um, and if we do, that price is going to evaporate. So McNeil on, barrier one, yes, please. And... Yeah, if uh Clements wins, I'm gonna be the uh, Prime
2: Minister of Mooney Ponds. So. <laughs> Mate, he's he's definitely my best tomorrow. I'm I'm having one and a half units on him. Oh, good. Myself. If 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 he'd had to go the Victorian way, he would almost caught purple. Fanning he, he was home in thirty two seventy-five for his last six hundred meters over eleven hundred last start. Like that's that's nearly grass fire territory. And he, he was eased down from the hundred. Yeah, right. Uh, if, if he leads here with, at the twelve hundred meter tempo and, and gets on the right leg, they, he'll pump him. Yeah, my my Garmin actually had him at thirty two seventy four. So, oh, nice. <laughs> that was actually a Strava record. <laughs> yeah, it was so- number one trophy. Yes. Hawkesbury last two hundred old, old segments
0: comment. So, <laughs> 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 well, mate, what do you got for us this week? Your best.
2: Yeah, I'm going back to Adelaide. Just two bets in Adelaide this week. Race eight, the Christmas handicap over twelve hundred meters. Rock the ring. units, I'm very keen he wins. What he did last start was brilliant in defeat. He sat three wide, no cover, facing the breeze on a frantic tempo. Now, I know there's only one turn there, but it's never easy to do to cover that little bit of extra more ground while facing the breeze when you're going that fast. He traveled eight lengths faster to the 400 than both of his previous two runs. The winner did a bit wrong early. Outlaws revenge. It did a little bit of a buck, but then once it got into a rhythm, I thought it had a real lovely suck run, and it only just nailed him on the line. Rock the ring got there really early after doing all that work, and now he gets a two kilo weight swing on outdoors, outdoor, outdoor, <laughs> Outlaws revenge, outdoors revenge, and then and he draws three and and a map to lead with with doing a bit less work, so. If it was three weeks between runs instead of two, he'd probably cop purple because wow. he does he does love his run space. But but two weeks, I, I just think he's flying. It's going to be very hard to peg back.
0: You've, you then rock the rings at two dollars twenty five. You've just threatened purple twice there. So <laughs> yeah. rock the ring to knock over outdoors revenge. Outdoors revenge actually sounds like a show that like would rival Burke's backyard on like Channel Nine. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah. Except the host doesn't assault you. <laughs> no, no, I've got to go. <laughs> All right, um
0: well that rounds out the two units segment for this week, which rounds out the show and rounds out season two. So it's been an absolute pleasure um starting starting this in March with you. I think it was All Star Mile Week was our first show. I think we had five blokes listen and both of our mums tune in and now it's an absolute <laughs> absolute juggernaut <laughs> um so mate yeah uh, i'm looking forward to getting back in uh in january and i know there's a few few vicious rumors going around actually salts at the moment on twitter um tony brasseloff obviously left sky today and and i can you know, I just want to stamp those out now and say no, he isn't the new ho- new host of the Two Units podcast. I'll be <laughs> I'll be resuming my role in January. But uh, Salty,
2: so <laughs> I thought you were going to say no, Salts isn't taking over Sky. Oh no,
0: nah. I've got
2: too much personality. <laughs> if you do,
0: maybe it's a straight swap. Maybe it's Brass and I in Two Units. <laughs> <Salt's got us laughs> in <the sky. laughs> yeah, all right. Um, yeah, mate. Well, hopefully I'll see you Saturday at the track. Yeah, sweet And uh, listeners will catch it sometime in January. Don't know when we'll be back, but it'll have January on it somewhere.
2: Thanks for listening all year. Love yous all. Thanks for listening
0: to another episode of the Two Units Podcast. Before you send us packing for another week, please ensure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or hit the follow button on Spotify so you never miss a tip. While you're at it, please feel free to leave us a five-star review. And
1: as always, please gamble responsibly.